0: Say, Michael. Yes. Do you feel like the world's gotten you down? Yes. Do you sometimes just feel like you need to escape?
1: Yes.
0: Well, let's escape to video night.
1: Yay!
0: And, uh, well, I don't know. That's kind of stupid. But anyway, y- the theme tonight is escape movies. So are
1: we talking like Escape from Witch Mountain? Y-
0: yes. No, but I mean, I mean, it could be, but no. Escape
1: from the Planet of the Apes?
0: No. Great Escape? The, what, the greatest, no, 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 no.
1: Escape from Alcatraz?
0: That's even, no.
1: Okay, what are we talking about? <laughs> Stop doing that voice.
0: <laughs> All right, so, so I compiled a list of flicks, and then you compiled, well, you just said yes to some of them, and then you added a couple. I like
1: the word so, yes!
0: So we're going with the first, which is what you wanted. We're going to go with what you want. Like. I'm
1: selfish, everybody. That's how I roll.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, You have more love for these than I do. Let me
1: just tell you this, everybody. The episodes are usually three hours long, and it's 90 minutes of me going, Shut up, Andrew. It's my turn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. That was the earlier shows. No, uh, they were three hours long, though.
1: <laughs> Why were they so long? What? Do you remember doing those? And like you could tell in the last half, I'm like, oh god, I just want to nap so bad. Stop talking. Just- yeah,
0: they were they were endurance tests. That was pretty bad. It was because I had discovered Dana Gould's hour, which was three hours long, and I was like, hey, if that that's how he, do- I'm no, I'm nothing like Dana Gould. I ain't got that pedigree. I ain't got that skill. Well, he also has he crap. also
1: has multi has multiple people in each show, and he intermixes the conversations and the th- the, the, the uh-huh. sketches. Uh And
0: it's just you and me ping pong of movie stuff for three hours that's not mm-mm. so i'm glad that we got this cut down to four or five movies per episode because it wasn't it 19 at one uh, point 19 I, movies it was per, ridiculous. ridiculous there
1: was a time when it would take me a month of preparation non-stop movie watching to the point where i was like i'm not watching any more of these i quit
0: <laughs> well, we found a good escape to bring it back around to four or five movies yeah, that we talk it's about. Much easier. This so, one. Fortress is a film that you like.
1: Thirty stories below ground, halfway to hell, and no way out. What they give you? Thirty-one years. You are about to enter the Fortress, a privately owned maximum security prison operated by the Mentel Corporation. John Brunnock, the most decorated captain in the history of the Black Beret. Prisoner 95763, step forward to be intestinated. You have nothing. You are nothing. We will monitor your behavior. I don't think you realize your predicament. You have nowhere to hide. We will control your thoughts. The law is clear. We must maintain the population balance. We will invade your dreams. This is an unauthorized thought process. Disobedience will not be tolerated. It's been in there for three
0: days, and no one has ever lasted four.
1: Ah! and reprogrammed to be a more efficient human being. When my kind are in the majority, there will be no more overpopulation. A
0: high-tech prison built to withstand anything. Let's find out. Except an innocent man. We go tomorrow morning. Activate the strike clone. Christopher Lambert. Fortress. Where the punishment is the ultimate crime. Going out won't be fun. Oh, but (laughs) it's gonna be a trip. I saw it back in the day and I thought it was fine. I know a little bit about it, but what is it about Fortress that really- I don't
1: know, it just, at the time it came out, it captured my imagination because I hadn't really explored- I don't want to say it's pulpy or grindhousey, but but it, it seemed like a studio idea, like a big budget idea, but done for so much less. And there's something very peculiar about how Stuart Gordon approached it. And I had never even seen anything by Stuart Gordon, so it just seemed like the kind of thing that really appealed to me. And I still watch it to this day. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's, but it's at the same time, it's dark. It's creepy. It's gory. It's, it's unusual.
0: Well, this is a simple, super simple story. Totalitarian regime. You can't have kids unless you're what? Relegated to having kids. And this lady isn't relegated to having kids and her husband is trying to smuggle her out boom they get thrown in prison well
1: it's weird that in this future you're only allowed to have one child did they ever explain is it overpopulation the reason why
0: yeah pretty much that was context clues I wish
1: they had shown some of the cities what future life had been like but like I said it's a low budget movie that might have been in the original script and then realized there's no way they could afford to do all that back then it would have been miniatures uh, and that probably would have been really time consuming so they just fast forward to this you know like the outpost like the country
0: yeah 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 and it's just a desert thing and
1: the fortress is located in a secluded desert no life can survive here escape is impossible it's 30 stories high how could it be invisible?
0: It's underground. So, it's also run by a corporation, privatized corporations, private prisons. This is the thing that's going to come up time and time again in these movies. It stars Chris Lambert, Christopher Lambert. Uh,
1: did they even promote it as well, Christopher Lambert? that's
0: actually how it is. He has a production company literally called Lam-Bear.
1: I got sick of Americans being Lambert. Yeah, it says Lambert like Lambert.
0: Christopher Lambert. He played Tarzan. He's played all sorts of stuff. And the
1: Highlander! Whatever. The Highlander! There can only be... F- Roughly four or five. (laughs) Yeah. But Fortress really has a solid idea of what it wants to be, and I think executes it very well. And I even like the sequel, Fortress 2, where they go uh, into outer space. Well,
0: I don't really like the sequel. I don't. Because it's so much cheaper. It's a sci-fi channel production style thing, because it's all terribly Canadian, that one. Yes. But the first one started as an Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle. What? What? Did you know... Really? You didn't know that. No, yeah. I did not he, he actually saw Reanimator and invited uh, See, I thought you knew this stuff. So he invited Gordon over and he was like, yeah, you and I need to do something together because Reanimator is great. And it's the worst Schwarzenegger I've ever done. I don't care. So then he started developing this fortress story. For some reason, Schwarzenegger, you know, his pedigree forwarded the production, but then he decided he was going to do something else. I think it was maybe Total Recall.
1: Yeah, it would be around that time probably.
0: So he left he left the project and Stuart gordon was left with this project that was still being produced but when schwarzenegger left he also didn't he didn't take it but because his name's no longer attached the money went away so that's why you have about half as much going into the film as what it would have been
1: the idea is still there though everything i think comes across except for the one part that always seemed kind of goofy and cheap to me is the robots something about it just doesn't work it's kind of the same concept they did later with space truckers Stuart gordon I kind of see the concept but in some reason it just seems cheap
0: yeah the robot thing running the prison and then kind of wanting to be human so he wants to raise a child because that's how it works right
1: all cyborgs want babies i personally am not raising, raising a child so i am, am not, not a human, human according to this, according to
0: this movie. movie so it's this big grand escape thing it has uh jeffrey combs is in it
1: tom tolls oh, yeah tom
0: tolls wes from Mad Max?
1: No, I'm thinking... Yeah, Vernon Wells is in it. Oh, it's Clifton Collins Jr., but now he's referred... Uh, that's what he's referred to now, but I remember back then, his, I think his name was Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez, which I'm sure that uh, his age has probably forced oh. him to change. Oh, right,
0: you're right. Clifton Gonzalez Gonzalez. Yeah, I actually, I like the supporting cast in this a lot. I like how they play off of each other. I like how he wins guys over by beating him up or by standing up to him and stuff. I like it. But it does seem awfully set design-wise and all that stuff just seems a bit plastic for lack of a better word
1: it it feels like a full moon production
0: Yeah. Like the best full moon production is very big. Now the sequel, it's like 10 years later, kids, a 10 year old, they get away. And obviously we're ruining the first one, but they get away and then he gets captured and his wife and kid are free. They're not free, free. They're still running away from the authorities, but he's captured and chucked up into a space station and he has to escape from the space station. And that's, that's that one.
1: I will let you know this. The budget on Fortress 2 is actually higher than the budget for the first one. No. Yeah. Yeah, the first one only cost $8 million. This one cost twelve. But here's the weird thing is, you know, the first Fortress was a massive hit overseas. Not here. I think it probably broke even. But overseas, I think it made $30 million. So I don't, I'm surprised it took seven years for a sequel to be made. Dang. But there's always it, long gaps in those sequels with Christopher Lambert now that I think about it. Because, well, except for Mortal Kombat 2, which he was not in. He got replaced because he was busy doing Beowulf, which is garbage. <laughs> You're right. Beowulf, Beowulf is not good. You know, I, I would say, though, if you have to, Just check out the first one. You can get both of these titles dirt cheap. They're always on these multi-packs you get for nothing. I'm just a big Christopher Lambert fan anyway, even though people say he's a shitty actor. I just, something about the pulpy quality of his movies, I enjoy. Like Gunmen, Mean Guns, other movies with the word guns in it that have him. The Hunted, which is awful, but it's also awesome.
0: The Gunted? The Gunted. Well, yeah. Yeah, Gunway. No, that's Subway. Man, (laughs) all of his titles have guns in it. Many of them do. High Gunder. (laughs) Gunlander. Gunlander 2. The uh, reloading. <laughs> Stupid. We should stop before we're ahead. Yes. That that leads us to because we have nothing more to say about Fortress. I think.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we're too long-winded on this stuff. Yeah, we just kind of yeah. comment on it and just move on, people. Uh, there's nothing to see here except those movies. My other choice uh, has a weird connection because they're both. Uh, I believe the first Fortress and No Escape are both shot in Australia. Am I wrong?
0: Yes. Filming locations Australia. You're right.
1: I want to see Prisoner 2675. I run a multinational business here, Mr. Robbins. Basically, I take human garbage from around the world and I reprocess it. You will have no future contact with the outside world. No visitors, no phone calls, no letters. For all intents and purposes, you're dead.
0: Was there anything you wanted
1: to add? Never turn your back on me again Prisoner 2675 has been delivered, sir Welcome to vacation paradise I could use a man like you What if I say no? That would be very disappointing Sir, prisoner 2675 is alive He's at the insider's camp What is this place? Sanctuary, Mr. Robbins. We've created a new society here, a civilized one We live under constant threat from the outsiders
0: He's military train, you realize that?
1: somebody told him to kill Ah! you have proven yourself a highly resourceful man we'd like you to join us all i want to do is get off this island you want it come and get it both movies were expected to be hits for these fledgling studios. Fortress came out like a year after Dimension Pictures had formed. They only had two previous movies. I believe it was uh, Hellraiser 3 and Children of the Corn 2. And this was their first foray out of like horror. And they thought it was going to be a big hit for them. At least, you know, back in those days, 15 million would have been a big hit for Dimension. It didn't work. And Savoy Pictures, which was HBO's, I think it was HBO's movie line, you know, for theatrical releases no escape was their first like major production and it also just, it deemed it close to Breaking even. So Oddly enough, I think it's their biggest hit.
0: No Escape is directed by... Martin Campbell. James Bond director Martin Campbell. Yeah, he's also the guy responsible for the wonky old Green Lantern movie.
1: You know what? I have I used to shit all over that movie, and I've been thinking about it lately. I'm thinking about revisiting it, because I'm wondering if that's one of those group mentality things. Uh-huh. Like, later I'll realize, oh, well, it's not great, but it's not awesome. It, sort of I just
0: think it's needless. That's all. Why? Wow, you, you don't like Green no, Lantern? No, no, no. No, just how they, they went about telling the story. It wasn't necessary to do it that way.
1: That's all. But Martin Campbell usually is spot on. What he chooses to direct is usually really solid. And most of it's underrated except for those Bond movies. Right. But you know what? Green Lantern was a misstep. I don't think it's the right project for his talents. Sure. Um... He's a very straightforward guy. I don't think he dabbles in fantasy very well. True, you can kind of look at the Bond movies as fantasy, but... They're grounded. they're
0: They're, like, informed by things that happen in our real world that they're just turned to 11 or 15 or whatever with their outlandish spy antics, but they're grounded because stuff like that in a smaller way really happens.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have that kind of wild energy for something like Green Lantern. I'm a big DC guy, but there are times when it's rough. But with this project, No Escape was his first, I think this is his first studio movie. He did Cast a Deadly Spell before this. Right, for HBO, for
0: HBO right. That's a that's a H.P. Lovecraft gumshoe story.
1: Might have done a movie with Kevin Bacon called Criminal Law. I can't remember if he's the one who directed that. But but this is like his first like big studio production, you know, getting his name out there. And I think he does a really good job. He- would get better later with golden eye and the well movies. i'll
0: honestly tell you this movie has no business being as entertaining or good as it is why is that it's just a sausage party throughout it's like a hodgepodge of different ideas um it's actually forethought i don't think in, in any of the other major escape from or anything type movies they mentioned that it's a corporation is that true before yeah before it's, this it's-
1: I think, yeah, I don't think they mention anything of that in the uh, Snake Plissken movies. Yeah, this... there is one similarity though; is about being cut off. It does share that with, well, I guess that's the way it is with all prison movies. I guess you're cut off, but this one is like you know on an island, so it makes you feel a little bit of like the Mad Max Escape from New York feel. Yeah, to it. so um, so
0: it, it this why what I mean by it doesn't have any business is that it just it looks too good. For the the silly story that it is, and it's not even that silly. It's not played silly. It's not played for laughs. And in fact, this I think is my favorite Kevin Dillon
1: role. He is pretty good. Actually, this whole cast is littered with the best character actors of that time period. You got Lance Henriksen, Ernie Hudson, Kevin J. O'Connor. Who's the bigger guy, the the medical one? You know, Ian McNeese. Yeah, he's great. Uh Stuart Wilson as the villain is fantastic. Yeah, I had seen he's him so in so before this. But Yeah, he is just. I, I think. He's he's the best performance you know Ray Liotta's good but I mean he's the hero so sometimes he's actually you know what he's dull. he
0: plays the blank in this and he usually doesn't he usually plays color but he's playing yeah he's playing the blank we've talked about Ray Liotta's uh crazy acting before in other movies but here he doesn't go crazy except for what's in his eye yeah because he's, There's he's something
1: re- going on he, dialogue wise he doesn't have much to work with so you he just the
0: best w- yeah. when they sh- when they push in on him and all that stuff you look at his eye and you go oh I believe that he'll kill everybody okay i'm not gonna bother with him
1: yeah it's good casting i mean that's how he gets in the prison in the first place is that he kills his commanding officer yeah. i can't remember why was he was gonna let he, bomb he does on the, public the reason
0: something? why it's it's the same old reason why anybody frags an officer is that officer has ordered the troops to do something most likely horrendous or illegal and so other troops either elect or it's just a lone gunman situation a person to kill the officer it's because of war crimes he does mention like, he doesn't follow authority anymore because of those types of orders that he was given.
1: Uh, the villain, by the way, not just Stuart Wilson, but the guy that the whole corporation, Michael Lerner, or is it Learned? There's two different actors that almost the same. Name. Lerner. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that has, like, a face and a tone in his voice. He could be wishing you condolences mm-hmm. for, like, the death of a family member and mean it sincerely with all of his heart. And you'd be just looking at him going, man, you're a jerk. <laughs> so that's just how he's, he's just saddled with that approach <laughs> with every role he has. Yeah.
0: Well, I do like No Escape. It's a guy who's set down on this prison island, and there are two societies in there. There's the peace-loving society that is constantly trying to escape the island, and there's the outermost society that's on the outermost bank of the jungle and beach. Those are the bad guys. Those are the, the massive warring tribe of prisoners and for some reason, they're also in cahoots with the warden. I'm not sure what's in it for them, except for
1: you know bloodthirst. You know, you keep kill... Well, I think they get. I think they're the ones who get the supplies. I think they're the oh, ones right. who get the that. Oh right, that is true. I like that scene where they're mentioning, and I still remember to this day is when he mentions how even like in a place like this, razor burn, you know, uh, could cause an infection, and then eventually you die from it. Yeah, that's the reality. It, it's it's a crazy concept, but some whoever did the writing on it started to think of like, okay, so. If something as bananas as this could happen, how do you survive it? How do you live in this world?
0: Yeah, so there, there's a lot of interesting stuff. It's like the the idea is too simple and dumb. It's just, let's make an action movie, right? It's just a dumb thing. Action movies are typical. They're fun and dumb. It's like a roller coaster ride, whatever. You don't have to think too much. But like you just said. Yeah, you're
1: not a big fan of the action. No, 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 you? no.
0: They're big, dumb, and fun. I love roller coasters. But do you believe that there's any smart ones? Oh, sure. Okay. But what I'm saying is is right now, you just said that they put a lot of thought into stuff like that and they even pepper that throughout the dialogue about like the razor burn yeah if it's a big dumb action movie and that's all they're really caring about because the bottom line says money big dumb you know teenage mutant ninja turtles is big dumb and it makes a lot of money here they're wanting that sort of thing you know so the the concept is dude on an island wants to escape the island prison it's action movie template yeah but the script like you just said has a lot more thought into it and if you just look at it on the surface it, it might look like a big dumb thing pretty big dumb thing well, I, guys
1: i think the thing is gail and Heard produced this, and I'm almost guaranteeing you she's the one who probably said, let's do a little more write-ups on this, you know, add some dialogue bits, make this a little more emotional instead of just a straight-up action movie. Uh, she's highly underrated in Hollywood. She doesn't have a whole lot of successful movies, but the ones that she does do, uh, even when they fail, they're interesting failures.
0: Yeah. Well, interesting failures are better than really milk toast successes. yeah And this, I don't know how much of a failure or success this was. I remember it coming out, and I remember having seen it a long long time ago and then i rewatched it and i was like this is quite entertaining i can understand ladies not necessarily having anybody in the movie to relate to but except maybe the kevin Dillon character because he's like the little brother and you have compassion for that character well and lance henderson's
1: very endearing as like the father figure
0: sure so you have these these two yeah his name is the father by the way that's funny Uh, Uh, i didn't do that intentionally (laughs) i totally forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) He, he doesn't have a name it's just the father so you have the little brother character who's like scrappy and he's following along and that's so endearing Kevin Dillon we talked about the blob and how much we love the blob but Kevin Dillon here is his most endearing and he he plays a totally other kind of character and, and it's wonderful actually I said wonderful.
1: Wonderful. I almost did it again. I was broken a song. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm resisting the urge.
0: So uh, I do recommend No Escape. I think it's a great flick. And it's just you just wouldn't expect it from me to think that it's a pretty great flick. But I was very entertained.
1: How did I forget this? Yeah, you're right. He killed his commanding officer. And it says here on Wikipedia, who in 2011, mind you, this movie's from 1994, ordered him to kill scores of innocent men, women, and children in Benghazi. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right, I forgot. Yes, I was gonna be like, whoa dude, whoa. And, I thought you were gonna go uh, to a crystal
1: Walken or uh or that's like, that's
0: Almost <laughs> I was gonna try to do that. It's almost topical. Almost. Yeah,
1: it's weird. Yeah. This movie was unsuccessful. It cost twenty million dollars, only made fifteen. But I remember that being, like, one of those perennial rentals. Like, you constantly would see that on video. But man, they didn't have a single successful movie in their whole... Oh, God, they made, like, 15 movies, and I'm looking at some of the stuff. Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde, Tales from the Hood, Destiny Turns on the Radio, Exit to Eden, Serial Mob, Lightning Jack, uh, The Stupids... Oh, gosh. Boy, who was ever in charge of that studio? Okay, Last of the Dogmen. <laughs> that was a huge bomb, but that's actually pretty good. I've seen that one.
0: So they've got at least two good movies here.
1: Yes, out of 15. Uh, that's not a very good record.
0: The next flick I mentioned, that Fortress was a Schwarzenegger vehicle initially. Well, this one is a Schwarzenegger vehicle, but it's more so a Stallone vehicle.
1: Who, uh, You know, Stallone has done a prison movie before, and it bombed, so am yeah. kind of surprised that he even did this one. Lockup, by the way, is yeah. pretty
0: good. Yeah, uh, it's actually right when he was starting to try to do series. Serious work instead of just action stuff. So Lockout was a more serious, slanted action. Thing. Yeah,
1: and audiences said, Nope.
0: Yeah, they didn't want to see it until Copland. But Escape Plan. Ray Breslin designs the most escape-proof prisons known to man. But now, welcome to your new home. He's trapped in his own creation. Someone set me up. I'm gonna find out who, and I'm gonna find out why people who paid for you to be here want you here forever it's time to get out of here i'm gonna burn this place to the ground Escape Rated I watched it the first time and I was really impressed with it. The second time that I watched it, I was not nearly as impressed, but I was still, still impressed with Schwarzenegger.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't get to see this a second time before we did this. I couldn't find it. So uh, my memories of it are pretty fond. Mikhail Hofstrom, he did uh, 1408. He hasn't really done a whole lot of movies. Uh, a lot of it seems like it's foreign or independent, but that's his only other major studio release. And it's kind of a shame because this guy has a series eye for film you know creating these great visuals and and he knows how to handle his actor
0: yeah this is a, an interesting story because it's not just a guy who's thrown in prison and he doesn't deserve it that's the bones of it but he's a lockup specialist he wrote the book on how to make a really tight prison
1: you know when i heard the concept of this i was like that is the dumbest most like contrived like so pushing it like it's like when you name a character oh he's a cop and his name is cuffs Shut up! Shut <laughs> up!
0: Well, well, he, he wrote the book on making tight prisons and there's a double cross that happens and so he ends up in this prison in the middle of nowhere, literally, and he has to get out of it. And this prison is a privately owned prison. So this is a theme that keeps coming back. And uh, he meets this guy, Schwarzenegger's character, but the twist with his character is that he's much more important than he is when he is in prison. And the reason why I think this is Schwarzenegger's Best role is that he gets to speak in his Austrian tongue. Ihr Schweine! Ich höre euch! Ich bring euch alle um! Ich reiße euch alle Augen aus! Ich stein euch alle ab! Ich stopfe euch
1: in Du bist der Böse! Du bist der Teufel! Habt ihr nicht von jenen tollen Menschen gehört, der am hellen Vormittag eine Laterne anzündete und auf den Markt lief und unaufhörlich schrie? Ich suche Gott. Ich suche Gott. Yeah, well, it's, 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 th- so, it's the same thing that worked for it, Van Damme. It's so natural. Yeah, it's, it's it's just something about it doesn't seem like he's, okay, I gotta say these words right. He's not thinking about how the character's supposed to react. He's balancing out, Like, okay, I didn't say that word, I gotta say it again. It, it's You can relax when you are speaking your native tongue.
0: There's a couple of scenes in which he just rambles on in German, and it's amazing. It's so good, and we were just floored by it and the second time watching it i got to pay attention to it a bit more and yeah he's just so really very natural in it and then otherwise when he speaks english he's he's as laborious as ever but actually a bit more comfortable now that he's older but still the movie has jim caviezel as the bad guy which is unusual right and he plays it I'm telling you, he plays it like English is not his first language. However, it is, and what I mean by that is not in his accent, but in the cadence of how he speaks. It's not even his accent. His accent is... Jim Confusel's accent, but there's this weird cadence so he chose how he that. talks.
1: Uh, it was an acting choice, not like trying to cover something. Yeah, I'm up.
0: pretty sure it's it's an acting choice, like just to give him a, a little bit of uh creepy mystery. Maybe like he's where is this guy from? Who's who talks like that? And it's not cartoony. Well, does he either.
1: have an accent? Nor- does it a southern accent or anything? I'm not sure because I'm wondering if, say, his character was hiding the accent by doing that type of speech because you're not supposed to know where they are. If I remember correctly, isn't there like a whole thing where the prison guards they wear they wear masks? You can't see their face. Yeah,
0: they're they're like the generic stormtroopers except for one of them Vinny jones is the only guy that has a face which makes
1: no sense it should be all of them it's uh oh we well we paid him more we got to show his face but no there's something i remember seeing the trailer thinking this could be kind of creepy and this is back when it was called the tomb yes and i thought it was gonna be kind of a horror action movie i didn't know what it was going to be and they changed it to escape plan which perfectly valid name but it takes something out of it when i thought that it was supposed to be kind of dark and disturbing right
0: right right it didn't have the menace that you're talking about but Why I think this is pretty good is just- just to watch Schwarzenegger, really. I don't think- I think Stallone's good in it, whatever, and I think the story is workable. This is like a Saturday afternoon. Me. Yeah,
1: this thing was huge overseas just like Fortress. It didn't do very well here I think it made like 20 million dollars and then overseas is like 150 which asks the question Do we just not like our older actors? Do we just throw them away? Or are we just tired of seeing them?
0: It's not that we you and I don't like them It's that you and I have bills to pay and so we don't need to give our money to a movie theater that Overcharges ticket prices just to pay their movie studio that will overpay them for their salary whatever they claim that they're owed. We can't afford it and this is just a quiet thing that we don't even think about we can't afford it but that's how it is. At the same time we were children in the 80s so we grew up with these superstars. We saw the Rambo cartoon for crying out loud. We had commando action figure. They made things for kids out of these rated R things so we grew up in this gung-ho action movie world children now
1: so the younger age they, doesn't want to see it and we're too distracted with getting through are yeah, in through yeah they don't want to see
0: it because it's not got lasers and cg and
1: those guys are all yeah
0: and who's that old dude whatever they'd rather see an animated turtle flip around even if the technology is good but that's what they would rather see than an actual name a person who who performs that with their face that's my theory anyway so escape plan pretty good not the best but pretty good worth watching as an oddity anyway
1: i forgot i was totally gonna mention that running man is kind of an escape All right yeah it, it, it's, it is an
0: escape movie
1: you're I right mean, of course nobody really thinks that they think about it. it's a survival uh, competition kind of movie but he is essentially he's a prisoner and, he's, and he has to get out yeah and the game is basically the prison cell
0: it's a gladiator gauntlet situation and if you can make it through you get out huh i've only seen that a few times and i, I never really took to it because it looked too silly uh, I didn't, it is like it's, the it's ridiculous Bandex outfits and stuff <laughs>
1: I, we tried watching it. The very first podcast that I ever did was a commentary track for Running Man. And we found ourselves desperately really filling that in 90 minutes. And after a while, I was like, this is a stupid idea. Let's do something else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. It's not just me. Thank you. Well, this is the escape movie, escape plan that Schwarzenegger was built for. So it's pretty good. I like his twist at the end, too. But we've now met in the middle. Now these next two titles are the ones that I really like. Cube. A cube.
1: Cube. 26 rooms high, 26 rooms across. 17,576 rooms. Does anybody remember how they got here? Why would they throw innocent people in here? Are we being punished? There's a
0: way in here, so there's gotta be a way out. Do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out? Take a good long look around. But I got feelings looking at us.
1: We have about three days without food and water before we're too weak to move. I just want to wake up.
0: There's a room down there and something almost cut my head off. Motion detectors integrated into the walls. Top to spot. You're not getting out of here. Yes, we are! There is no way out of here! We need to get around the trap. They're identified by prime numbers. We'll figure it out. I can't! I'm not dying in a rat maze! No more talking. No more guessing. You gotta save yourselves from yourselves. What the hell's going on?
1: We haven't been moving in circles. The rooms have. We are the king. The cube is us. Vincenzo Natale's Cube. I even like the sequel. It's a solid concept. The second one's probably the weakest of the trilogy. I uh, hate, I
0: can't watch the second one.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's repetitious.
0: I've seen it once and i tried to watch it again and I just can't because the acting is abysmal and there's too much BS CG. It's not even believable. But the,
1: the third one, Cube Zero, is uh, pretty good.
0: Yeah, I agree, except for a certain bad guy who is way too cartoony, and we'll get to that. But the very first cube came out of nowhere. Nowhere, Canada. (laughs) And it came out in 1997. And it really got a lot of buzz. I don't remember seeing it in the theater. I don't think it came out near us, so that we kept our eyes open for it when it came to home video. Do you remember it coming out? I do.
1: I was working at Blockbuster when it came out, and nobody really noticed it at first. And I got it that first weekend it came out. And I thought it was amazing, and then it started picking up word of mouth and started getting renting more. Uh, but when people would ask me for suggestions, and I was like, well, what, do you want, what are you in the mood for? And I was like, oh, you got to see Cube. Oh, it's awesome. And you know that I'm a huge Vincenzo Natale fan. Uh, I think the only thing I yeah. really disappointing was splice it's an interesting concept you can tell his stamp is all over that but it's not satisfying like the way that no cube, it just didn't uh, cipher it just
0: didn't ring yeah and nothing nothing even. Uh,
1: it, which is the name of the title everybody uh, nothing is a fantastic little oddball that he did between cube and cipher he doesn't work enough and it's disappointing he's like the guy uh christoph gans well
0: oh he did he worked for a whole very long time on the hannibal series did he? Yes, sir. Working this up that's right we, now. <laughs> really quality work there too. He has. Q. He has
1: a very specific vision, and you can see it from his first production. He really knew exactly what he wanted in Cube.
0: Yeah, Cube is, stars David Hewlett, Andrew Miller, a bunch of other people. They're all Canadians, too. But there are people stuck in a cube, and in this cube are a bunch of little cube rooms that shift. Like a Rubik's Cube, kind of, but every room shifts. And they have to figure it out mathematically in whatever other way that they can figure it out. But also within each room in the cube are possible booby traps. Why? Because... It's
1: because. It's a game by someone.
0: Some mysterious somebody put these people and that actually is revealed a little bit more but not totally in the third movie but in the first one you have no clue none at all well
1: i love the mystery what's going on first you first see a guy get killed by lasers and he's sliced and diced whatever and then
0: no it's not lasers it's not lasers the first one it's a grid of wires oh right and he's cubed that's Totally, I think, an intentional pun. Like, a gore pun. The dude is cute. Yeah,
1: but it's like, each room could be instant death. You have no idea. Or it could be, you know, your next savior room. They're running out of food. They're running out of water. They're running out of time because this thing has an escape. But... You you, can, you have to get at a very precise time. The stress of all this. If they
0: don't get there at that one cube spot that they need to be, because it'll shift and they'll they'll be lost inside the cube for another twenty days or something.
1: The uh, the the simple fact that he starts introducing high ideas like using math and one guy's autistic. Correct? Am I wrong?
0: Uh no, you are wrong. But you think he's autistic. I think he's autistic. But the third film explains it
1: oh that's right holy crap i forgot that character was previous uh he was something totally different he was a total brain yeah cube zero is a prequel who also that guy is excellent actor he was in nothing with david hewlett uh who's also in the first well no
0: cube three i don't think it's a prequel i think it's a separate cube Really? It's Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yes, it's a separate cube. Cube Zero is the name of the third cube. I don't care, we're just gonna ignore the second one. Cube Three and Cube One interlock very well. There, I believe, two different prisons, whatever, that these people have to escape, but the third one, Cube Zero, focuses primarily on the two technicians that run or monitor the systems, the people inside the cubes, as they're trying to escape. And there's a question that they ask when one does finally escape, they ask him if he believes in God, and he says no, so they press the button and whatever happens, happens. And the question was, has anybody ever said yes? And the guy's like, no. Because huh. nobody knows what happens when you press the button yes, because there's two buttons, yes or no.
1: So no one has the answer. Why did I forget all of this? I haven't seen it in a while, but I thought I would yeah. remember that.
0: The technician, who's really smart, he's like, he can look at a chessboard and figure it out nothing. So he's really iffy on like, why are we doing this? Who are we doing this for? And so on. The technicians have bosses and the bosses come in and that's the part what I don't like. The boss has a cyborg eye or something and he's very cartoony. He does this kind of a performance. You know, it's not legit. It's not like a real creepy guy. I mean, Christopher Walken can come in and go, press the button. Come on, do it. Press it. I'm telling you, you've got to do the thing. And I would believe it more.
1: <laughs> I didn't know you could do a Christopher Walken. I can't do it very well. It's like every once in a blue moon, my brain locks up on how to do a Christopher Walken and I can get it right. But Most time, I'm just like embarrassing myself. I, half the time, I end up in a John Travolta uh, accent. <laughs> Don't touch the hands seriously i don't know i didn't go over to the burger king (laughs) don't touch the hair i swear (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know you could do that either oh you're revealing a whole new side of me
0: (laughs) i very rarely pull out the walk-in sometimes my throat ain't right for it but right now it is anyway My point is...
1: Yes, Cube, of all the ones that we mentioned so far, Cube is probably the only one that has been respected by critics and audiences and has done, oh, fairly well. I mean, the thing costs like $600,000, so it's almost impossible for it not to turn a profit. (laughs)
0: It's so cheap. The performances in it are great, though, and here's here's what's great about the story. The story, at first, I mean, there's the overlying mystery, who and how and why and what, but we're never told. We can't ever be told that. Not with how this is. It's a power dynamic between the characters in the story. That's the interesting thing. You have a cop, or they deduct that he's a cop, so he takes on the role of authority, and then that goes to his head, and he goes, psycho. It flips that. It has. Yeah,
1: um, that actor, I don't actually care for Maurice De- uh, Dean Wendt. Not typically, name. right? Uh, most it's of the time just... I see him in No, not. Have you ever seen the, the Robocop miniseries they made in Canada where they. Yeah, it, I don't. He, he is really don't awful. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't dig it. But this is, like, his role. This is... That's great. great. Um, cube Zero, though, doesn't focus so much on the people inside the cube, but that's important too. It's more focusing on the two technicians and their struggles. But there's some context clues within Cube Zero that implies that the people who are inside the cube are prisoners who have signed waivers to be put into the cube to be experiments as opposed to being executed. Interesting
1: concept. I didn't think of that. Did you? Do you remember when Sci-Fi Channel wanted to do a series based on the movie and I thought that was the no. stupidest thing ever they ordered a pilot script and it never went beyond that I think somebody with a, a brain said um this doesn't work on a weekly basis
0: no it couldn't unless you're HBO but they wouldn't be inside the cube no and it, other things. it would
1: have to be a limited run you couldn't go for three or four seasons with this you have no you not have at all. one season at best wow Well, part of the mythology is that you don't know all the answers, and if they did a TV show, either it would frustrate everybody because there was no answer, or it would ruin that mythology by telling you everything.
0: Yeah, and even the third film doesn't tell you everything. It tells you there is a boss above the technicians, and there is a boss above that boss but nobody knows beyond that so it's rather interesting the first and third are worth watching the second is an act of futility
1: yeah it's i have no memory of the second one whatsoever i think that's one what's that uh, hypercube is what they yep. yeah it's i don't remember anything whatsoever yeah check out the first and third and um actually check out all of, all of vincenzo natale's movies because they're very interesting ideas being uh presented that no one else really can handle i think it's he, he's it's a high-minded kind of thing uh uh, but yeah. it, it's kind of sad that he's stuck doing television he's way better than that
0: it's not even like he was stuck doing hannibal when you watch those episodes it's art really i've ne-
1: yeah i've never seen the show
0: oh you should you should watch the entire series you won't be disappointed you'll be confused in the second and third as to character motivations and stuff but you'll be done and you'll be like I'm not sad that I watched that.
1: Well, you know he started off in animation, right? No. No, he started off doing, uh, like, Eek the Cat. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. He was doing animation around the early 90s, and then that's when he eventually... He was s- working
0: for Nelvana? Uh,
1: well, yeah, Nelvana's a Canadian company, I think, and he also worked for Deke, I believe, which is also a Canadian company.
0: Hmm. I didn't know that.
1: If you're a fan of Savage Steve Holland, that Eek the Cat is awesome. And and he was like the storyboard artist for most of the episodes.
0: Ah, that's interesting. What's
1: our next movie?
0: The last movie is Lockout. There's an apple. And a gun. Don't talk to strangers. Shoot them. He has a past. He has an attitude. Come on. People love me. He has a mission. There's been a massive takeover on Space Prison MS-1. We can send in one man. Snow. I'm thrilled that you would think of me.
1: We're going to crash this prison to the ground. Really? Walk out.
0: Or Snake Plissken in Space. (laughs)
1: I don't think it's that close, honestly. I can't believe they sued and won. I, I don't feel it's so extremely close. But if you were to say, say Escape from L.A. was a huge, massive hit, and they demanded a third one, which john carpenter was planning to do escape from earth you know then that was successful part four would be oh escape from space yeah and then it might be what lockout has become
0: boil it down lockout super badass ex-cia agent is framed for something and then he's called in to uh, get his conviction overturned by rescuing from a space prison the president's daughter who is there to see if the cryostasis is actually causing psychosis once they're unfrozen and things go batty up there prisoners escape some are crazy joe gilga <laughs> is in it and he's amazing who's that he's the guy on preacher right now
1: is he the one with the crazy eye the yes. demented brother he's my favorite yes. character in that whole movie he's so awesome his brother's doll i'm like yeah just go away i want to watch the crazy guy is anybody hiding because i'll find you
0: Alright, so you have two crazy guys. You have one ultra cool crazy guy, and that is Guy Pierce. He's ultra cool he's slick in fact i like him more than i like snake bliskin i don't like snake bliskin because what a boring character who every once in a while knows the right time to say this one quip or something but he's boring he's dull that's how he was written that's how he's played it's cool calm whatever i'm not the biggest fan of escape from new york what i'm not the biggest fan i used to watch it as a kid and i liked it i watch it i watch it now (laughs) watch it now as an adult and i know a little bit better than okay it's also not a very actiony. it's a very very kind of a quiet film so, i'm d-
1: quitting i'm quitting the show a <laughs> the last straw i love that
0: movie <laughs> so much uh, it's
1: my favorite john carpenter movie next to the thing i mean of course who doesn't pick the thing who right. doesn't pick the thing is that you know, obviously it's clearly the best movie john carpenter's ever done and then after that you know hey some people pick halloween some people pick starman some people i do pick i pick starman I, picked I Mine is Escape from New York. I know a couple people who are like, Yeah, what about Memoirs of the Invisible Man or Vampires? And I'm like, I am unfriending you.
0: <laughs> Nobody, no, no, you're right about those last two. Ghost but, of
1: Mars is an underrated masterpiece, I must say. <laughs>
0: I enjoyed Ghosts of Mars, but You'd, but yeah. the, the Escape movies, the second one got it right. No, it didn't, but got it right in its quickness and his wit. His attitude was faster. Yeah. Than well, the, first the satire
1: one. of Escape from LA is a lot stronger, and it's it's making it, fun if of if itself. If you think about the way the world is right now, the stuff that Cliff Robertson and uh, Stacey Keach are talking about, it's it means more now than it did twenty years ago.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, with Lockout, it's a similar type of society. It doesn't seem as terrible. It does seem like kind of like 70s slums in New York again, how it's kind of run down on the street level of things, but they don't hang out there very often. That's just the very beginning. It's
1: crazy cheap CGI, but that sequence moves so well that it's, it's just unbelievably entertaining.
0: You know, the thing that he's on is a prop. He's on it in green screen. It's all the stuff around him that goes by so quickly, and it's almost one camera movement if not one two but they marry them it's seamless and it's a crazy scene but it goes by so fast that it doesn't hurt the movie really but once you get into the space station and you hear how he is with everybody he's amazing he's clever he's funny he's quippy he's dry
1: who sent you
0: your old man did what did he say uh well i didn't get to meet him personally he kind of delegated your rescue he had a big conference on the corn surplus you kidding me? No, no, apparently we should all be eating more corn.
1: About my father. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I made that other bit up.
1: Did he have a message for me?
0: Yes, you are adopted. You like him in spite of his, him being a jerk? Yeah. And, and Maggie Grace actually holds her own opposite him pretty pretty well. Yeah,
1: I was convinced that she was going to be useless. A lot of these movies treat the women like they're just there to get things going. Like, they don't, they're do not they not an actual character. They're both a prop. This movie actually handles it really well. Yeah, I agree with you. Do you yep. know what? that Guy Pierce was in talks to play Daredevil back before, you know, Ben Affleck got all involved? But they said that he was too thin, that he wouldn't be able to pull it off. Now, if you read the comments, you know, Daredevil was actually kind of wiry. And I thought that he was yeah. right. But the way he is now in, like, lockout, that physical form, he would have been an amazing Daredevil. Ben Affleck's okay in it. I think the movie's underrated. But I think Guy Pearce would make uh, just an awesome Daredevil.
0: Hmm. yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I like Guy Pearce a lot, yeah. But do
1: you remember when he was so thin that it was actually a little disturbing? You thought he was, like, sick? Like, I was watching Rules of Engagement, the one with Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel L. Jackson, and Guy Pearce shows up with the buzz hair and everything. I'm like, oh, shit, is, is he sick? what's going on here?
0: <laughs> no I, I do know uh, like Memento he was he was uh, cut but he was also very thin. So Lockout okay look they got sued and they lost to John Carpenter and company because it seems like a, a logical next step for Snake Plissken but the thing I don't agree with is it's not Snake Plissken. So how could they have won? It's, it's, it's not
1: it's... Escape from New York either. It's just if he wins this you realize how many other movies that are homages or they share some sort of similar plot how many of these movies are going to get sued over and over and over and then what it's going to do is make a lot of these creators nervous and they're they're going to like second guess everything. You can't even do uh, a movie that's like oh I love this as a kid I haven't seen a movie like this in a long time and you try to do a movie like that then oh well they're going to sue you so you can't You're right. Would Slither be possible? Night of the Creeps or The Thing or whatever oh well it's close it's an homage to those movies well we're going to I don't
0: think it was an American court that did it I think it was French so it might just that law might only apply to France or Europe. not sure
1: I don't know but it's it's a step in the wrong direction I think for creators it's not like it's a blatant ripoff have you ever seen a movie called I think it's called great white with Vic Morrow have you ever seen this movie
0: yeah that, I know of it I haven't seen I'm not gonna watch some Italian knockoff of John love
1: Italian knockoff movies but um <laughs> that movie is almost to the T jaws i mean it's just the whole plot is the same 50 percent of the movie the character is almost exactly the same the setup the the way it plays out is the same i can see that the only thing that is similar in lockout is it's kind of an edgy you know not unlawful but kind of a renegade guy going into a place that's kind of a lot in lockdown it's like a a prison thing whatever and he has to get somebody out that's it. Right. That is two sentences, basically. That's
0: it. So how is that? That's not a rip off. It's a remix, if anything, but it's not a rip off.
1: You know, that's like saying Lethal Weapon and Running Scared. Oh well, we had two guys in this who are fighting crime. They're cops. They're buddies. One's black, one's white. And then all of a sudden they sue Lethal Weapon for stealing the concept.
0: Nah. I, think, I don't. Nah. Nah. What? Nah. Nah. That's just lame. I don't like to sue happy people. Yeah,
1: ridiculous. I love John Carpenter, but I don't know what he's what he was thinking.
0: He's not making movies right now. That's what he's thinking. Uh, so I we got those uh, five movies this time or six really if you count Fortress 2 and I really like most of them I would say
1: I like you all of them like, you I, like I, I all of them see, I have to see a, I have to see Escape Plan again just to make sure I like it but I'm, I'm on board with all of these yeah definitely though check these all out make your own decision we're just trying to cultivate a list of suggestions yeah. I guess is yep, what the, yep, yep. the point of the show and most of these were bombs actually were all of these bombs Escape yes Escape Plan bomb Fortress No Escape. Uh, I mean lockdown? domestic yeah, bombs things yeah Maybe didn't really pick up on Video Fortress, I think, eventually found a cult following. That's why there is a sequel.
0: Cube is the one that is the most successful here. Yeah, but
1: you're talking $2 million at the box office in America. (laughs) It was big in Canada. But, uh, yeah, most of these are just under-the-radar kind of movies that deserve more exposure. And sometimes I'll say the show does get away from that, but it's usually when it's not me and you. Yeah, yeah, night. The core of Video Night is you and I picking a topic finding five to six movies to discuss and the rule basically is they're either forgotten, underrated or, you know, they're box office bombs, something like that. We do sidestep but usually what I try to do with the uh, Video Night episodes with guests is at the end of the episode we have to pick like uh, three movies uh, of the topic. Like we just did one about Walter Hill and so I go well, you pick three movies that didn't do very well, that don't have a lot of word of mouth try to keep in line with what Video Night was born uh, to be and uh, Except for the episodes where we celebrate anniversaries of movies. Because, hey, right, right. we, we got to keep some of the mainstream attention coming over here. So if we got to sell out a little bit, uh, <laughs> you'll do a movie for them, you do a movie for us. Or if you're James Franco, you do one movie for them, you can do 300 movies for everybody. <laughs> yeah. That uh, doesn't watch <laughs> He makes a lot of movies. I don't know why. How he, You were looking at his IMDb. It's like yeah, 2016 so is four pages long. You're like, holy God, does he even take a nap? I don't know how he does it.
0: Well, on that note, everybody, escape the summer. Go inside. Put on some sunscreen uh... if you're outside. It's hot. Good God.
1: And with all folks.
0: Bye. Bye. Press the button. Come on, do it.